Hey guys, today on the show we have head coach at Eviction CrossFit, Zach Mullane, and we talk CrossFit. So this show is really for the people that are skeptical about CrossFit or on the fence and, and have some unanswered questions about CrossFit. We try to clear up the muddy waters. Really hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Good morning, guys. We're here for the second time with Zach Mullane, our head Happy coach. Happy New Year, everybody. First Happy time New Year. 2020. Yeah. First one. Good to be back. Thank you. First time. We want to tackle programming, scaling, and CrossFit jargon this morning. CrossFit jargon. All right. We're going to try time. to compact yep. this show uh, because we know that you guys probably don't want to listen to an hour and a half of scaling and CrossFit talk. So let's get rolling. CrossFit jargon modalities. There's really modalities. Th- three main, right? Zach? Three main ones. Yeah, um, weightlifting, gymnastics, and like conditioning, rowing, running, things like that. So weightlifting would be a couple. Give us a couple examples. Weightlifting is kind of anything with external weight, whether it's a dumbbell, a barbell, medicine ball, slam ball, anything that's not just your body weight is, I mean, technically weightlifting. And you're lifting it, right? That's a part of the whole weight lifting part. Like you're Generally moving it around. Yeah, you're just staring at the kettlebell. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, would General you say ke- like kettlebell swings? Yep. Is that weightlifting? Weightlifting. And conditioning, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I always think of those as like a conditioning. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I was making a joke, but I mean, that's that's what I mean. Like, right. Yeah. I, I mean, that was a real question I had. If you're yeah. swinging yeah. it. I wasn't sure. Yep. Swinging it. So weightlifting, it doesn't, weightlifting isn't just uh, Olympic weightlifting, like the right. clean yeah. and jerk and no, the snatch. Not necessarily. It can be with a dumbbell, right? Yep. You had a whole lot of dumbbell work uh, yesterday. Yeah. Got spicy. That's a good one. Good one. So gymnastics, next one. Um, gymnastics is almost the opposite of that. Body weight. Push-ups, pull-ups, um, even like a box jump, body weight movement, gymnastics. Air squat would be gymnastics. Is it no? Anything I'm learning. Body I'm weight. learning a lot. Yeah. This. I mean, that's the key, right? It's just your. It's anything body weight. Anything body weight. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then we have conditioning or monostructural. And that's just like the conditioning stuff where you'd expect, you know, running, rowing, even like a ski erg, biking, kind of new bike. Yeah. What about uh, burpees? Jumping rope. Jumping rope would be burpees. Burpees would be gymnastics. Kind of like a, uh, yeah, kind of like a mixed pool. Mm. You could uh, call them gymnastics. It's definitely conditioning um, for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> kind of want to throw up after I do a lot of burpees. <laughs> it's uh, my benchmark for conditioning. All right. So we got the, the different modalities. And what about the stimulus? So in CrossFit, people throw around the word stimulus a lot right. you know I, I know I do when I walk a new person through saying you know this is the the coolest thing ever I'm not like I don't have CrossFit tattooed across my chest but I love being you able don't. to work out with a wide range of different types and of people and at different fitness levels mm-hmm. and we all get the same stimulus yeah you know I, I I'm passionate about mountain biking but I can't it's not like I have a, a, a whole pool of people that I can go mountain biking with because I've offered it. Yeah. But even so I, <laughs> I just I, want to go on record. That would that be fun for the first time just to watch <laughs> you, but I wouldn't really get a good ride in because you, you haven't Too been slow. Gavin. That's, yeah, what, I, that's yeah. what I'm hearing. But you know <laughs> what I'm hearing. saying? Like it's tough to, to actually work out with right. people, have a good time. Um, but with CrossFit, I mean, if you're do, doing the same stimulus, so Zach, can you tell us what stimulus really means? Um, yeah. So basically stimulus is kind of just the goal of any workout. Right. So, I mean, 
um, essentially it's the reason why we have this topic today of scaling, right? Um, so you go into a workout, for example, and we want it to be a short workout, let's say five minutes long. Um, so we give a weight and say, if you can maintain this weight for 10, 15 reps, you can do this prescribed weight because it will keep you at the five minute mark. So if you're not able to do that weight consistently, 10 to 15 reps, we then scale the barbell down. That way you can hit that amount of reps and that way you can hit the maintained stimulus of the five minute mark. So I think a good example for this is like grace. 30 clean and jerks for time um and for women that's 95 pounds i could do that but i would be putting the barbell down a lot and Mm -hmm. taking a lot of rest and it would probably take me i don't know six seven minutes but the intended stimulus for that workout is probably three minutes so for that workout i should scale so that i'm hitting that intended stimulus and i'm not there for twice the intended amount of time correct so i mean another example of it would be um like i can run like I've played soccer, I can go out there, I can run up the street and I still feel pretty good. Does that mean I should go run a marathon tomorrow? No, because I can't. I don't run 26 miles all the right. time. You know what I mean? Would I be more inclined to do like a 5K? Maybe, just because of the workouts I've been doing, you know? So like you come into the gym, I don't expect you to, like you said, do a three minute grace right off the bat. Mm-hmm. We scale it so you can maintain the stimulus. And I think uh, in the beginning when people start out, it's hard for them to to hit the right stimulus in a way because there's a lot of learning of the Mm -hmm. movements and so once it starts clicking you can actually see it like wow they're 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 getting it now so now they're scaling appropriately you can tell that they're they're getting what they should out of the workout um so sometimes it takes a little bit because in the beginning you have to you have to learn the Mm -hmm. movements you know so it's hard to that comes prior to even the stimulus i would say right what I think is what's interesting is that the dictionary definition that you have here is a thing or event that evokes a specific functional reaction in an organ or tissue, right? And so I guess what we're really boiling down here is the workout is meant to do X to your body, right? And so it's going to be different for Matt. It's going to be different for D, right? And so as long as we're mm-hmm. all making or doing that movement, Mm-hmm. We're going to have that reaction in the body that we're looking for. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think that's the big thing. And and what we're trying to do is create change. Right. And so when people come in and they're like, you know, I've been a runner my, my whole life and uh, I just don't feel like we just had a doctor come in, newest member. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I, you know, I've been a runner my whole life. I just don't feel like I'm in shape. It's like, well, you've been a runner your whole life. That's all you really have done. And so you're extremely efficient at running like you're not getting any change because your body's like oh i know what this is right like all right i'm gonna you know just you know burn carbohydrates i'm not gonna take any body fat and you know Mm -hmm. use that for fuel i'm just going to uh i know that this is gonna last like you know 40 to 50 minutes or whatever however long he he would Mm -hmm. run for but um you you get super efficient his body yeah so his body got so good at it so we're always doing varied movements constantly Mm -hmm. varied movements right and so it's changing and our body's having to react to that in different stimuluses right you know what i mean yeah yeah we have a workout where it's um you know Whatever one it, it, one to yeah. one work to rest, so that's a that's a good one to compare to a twenty minute AMRAP. You know, you have one to one. You might be working for sixty seconds, resting for sixty seconds, do five rounds of that, and it it'll hurt. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot of work. Or you have a twenty minute AMRAP where you have to pace yourself. 
Um, and then you throw in, you know, so many different movements. Yeah. It's like your body just does will not get used to it. Yeah, and so I think that when we're talking about what we do at eviction, we're talking about the varied movements, which is creating different stimuluses, uh, which is eventually creating the change in your body, right? And so that's really what's important about what we're doing and when we talk about our programming. Yeah, so to uh, kind of expand on that, actually, I just wrote down like an example of kind of like a quick couple days just so we could expand so all the listeners kind of know what nice. we mean by variance and all of yeah, that great um so we've talked modalities weightlifting gymnastics and uh conditioning we talked stimulus meaning you want to kind of prepare for something short something long whatever the case is so like on day one for example monday you come in and let's say it's grace barbell only clean and jerks goal of around three minutes all right so tomorrow you'd come in maybe it's more of like a gymnastics day where you row 250 meters and then you do some pull-ups and some air squats to go with it, right? So that's, uh, let's say, longer now, AMRAP 20. 20 minutes, see how many rounds you could do that. Next day, maybe something a little more kind of center of the road, 10 to 15 minutes, not as long as a 20-minute AMRAP, so we're kind of preparing for the middle of the road. Um, but again, different set of movements. Maybe we run and then do dumbbell snatches. You know, So we're constantly changing what we're doing um, but we're keeping that variance almost where one day we get like a little more back heavy workout. The next day, maybe it's a little more chest heavy with some pushups involved. But we're always kind of changing that stimulus, changing the variance. So like you said, the runner who's constantly running, we're not letting the body get comfortable with that one thing. Right, right. And I think it's important for people, for us to tell people um, what we fill the, the rest of the 57 <coughs> minutes of class up with for a day like Grace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a th- there's a three minute workout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it leaves it leaves you on your ass for sure. But, you know, we're warming up like we have our warm ups change every day. And I think that's how we separate ourselves from a lot of other gyms. We're not using, you know, all right, let's grab a band every day. Grab a band. We're going to do three sets of yeah. g- banded good mornings and, you know, run around the gym a couple of times and do some jumping jacks. Now it changes drastically every every day and so we have a warm-up that's specific towards the workout we're starting to get the muscles we want you to use fired um and then we we do uh some lecture on Mm -hmm. how to like technique pieces and uh then break down the movements so um there's a lot into it and you're sweating the whole the whole time pretty much right you're getting Mm -hmm. warmed up and then um, the goal is to warm up so if you're not necessarily sweating are you warm now, don't let that be the only reason why we warm up, like you said, specific muscle groups and everything. But, I mean, if we're going to warm up, you want the body to be warm before you work out, right? Yeah. And uh, and so on the programming, so you mentioned, like, those three-day examples, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it's intentional, the programming, in terms of the body parts that are being worked, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the month, the year. I mean, how does that work? I mean, can you expand on that a little bit? Or? Um, yeah, so, I mean... It's, I guess the best way I like to kind of put it is like you go to a Globo gym, right? You go on Monday, chest day, bench day. You go Tuesday, let the chest rest. You go to the legs. Next day, you go with the back. Again, you're kind of like switching muscle groups that you used. Um, We're not necessarily that specific in like chest overload on Monday, leg overload Tuesday. Um, Ours is more of like a controlled variance where we say, today we did a lot of back pulling, upper body pulling, like pull-ups and rowing. Tomorrow, <clears throat> excuse me, might be more lower body pushing like squats, things like that. So we kind of find the variance in not only the movements that we do, like a dumbbell work compared to body weight work, um, but also in the muscle groups that we're using. 
I've never felt like we've targeted muscles in really any way. I mean, even before eviction, when we were here in in the garage, we never really targeted muscle groups. I always felt like mean, I was, like, yeah, like bicep like curls. yeah, exactly, like or even even you know not necessarily biceps, but like I never, I always felt like we got a whole body yeah. workout. You know what I mean? Like we were hitting core, we were hitting legs, we were hitting the conditioning because they're multi joint movements. Yeah, functional movements. Yeah, so I mean, it's functional. interesting when you yep. say globo gym hitting chest day. Like I've never felt. I've ever been like that's been the target, you know. Right. So, yeah. so we're using chains of muscle groups, exactly, and movements that can't be, you know, right. they're not isolated. Right. Yeah. So like to expand again, I said upper body pull, not yeah. like back day. You right. know, an upper body right. pull is your lats, your rhomboids, your biceps. You know, your brachioradialis through your elbow to get super nerdy. You know, everything that's pulling things towards you involves so many different joints, so many different muscle groups. So it's not just Let's focus on this one muscle group and see where we go from there. You know, we're doing multi things, like we said, functional movements. You know, a deadlift, you're using your hips, your knees, your ankles, just like picking up grocery bags off the floor. Right. You know. Next, intensity. Mm. I didn't know what intensity was. Until you met me? Uh, well, <laughs> you've diminished my intensity a little Come bit. On, just dude, through osmosis of being next to you. But I don't blame that on you. We need to pick it up a little bit. But in, intensity, I think that people, um, they, they think that they're going hard when they're, they're going for their three-mile run sometimes. And maybe yeah. some some of them are. I mean, I'm not going to take away. From not, I don't want to hate on runners at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. I used to be one. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but intensity, I think that you discover it when you go to a, a CrossFit gym or a CrossFit style gym. I mean, uh, HIT training, I think that people, a lot more people have been introduced to intensity through HIT mm-hmm. training. Yep. Um, and then when those people come to CrossFit, they're like, oh, this is real intensity. You know, so um, how can we describe intensity? You know, how, how can what would how would you describe intensity? Extremely relative. You know, I mean, your intensity is a little bit different to mine. Obviously, the goal is depending on the day. Like you said, twenty minute AMRAP. I don't want to come out of the gate sprinting because twenty minutes long. So more of a consistent, moderate intensity, and maybe have some energy to pick it up at the end. Um, but I kind of think it depends on the day, depends on the person. You know, I mean, depending on an athlete that's coming in, like, let's say handstand pushups for Geffen, he wants to work on that. I'm going to say, hey, take your time with it today. Don't go as intense. So you have some energy to work on a skill you want to work on. Um, You know, but the big thing with it is depending on, you know, where you're at in your athletic or fitness career, um, intensity is important. You know, that's how you kind of break the barrier. I think people, what, what does Goggins say? I mean, what, when you think you're at 100%, you're really at 40. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's crazy. You know? I was going to say, Goggins, is, that's an extrime example. But, it is extreme, but, it, but, it, but it's true. He's yeah. just talking about, uh, you know, what you're capable of. Totally, yeah. And I think it's, maybe the, yeah, maybe it is a little extreme, but I think it's something like that. Well, and it's, I think it's, it, like you said, it's extremely individual. I mean, in mm-hmm. terms of everybody's going to have a different, goal when they hit the gym and so that intensity is kind of driven by that goal and then also how you're wired right i mean you're competitive i'm pretty competitive you know i think we all you know we step up our game when we want to and 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 be more intense or less um so i think it's really individual yeah i think with intensity too um so much of it is kind of the community aspect 
yeah. if you're working out next to someone that's kind of around the same fitness level as you and you see them start to maybe pull a couple reps ahead you're like oh well, i want to keep up Shit, with them yeah i read a, a couple months ago this book uh, endure by alex hutchinson it's a great book but um they have a, a he has a bunch of different examples but one good one is uh like the the mile record was four minutes it was like four four oh seven for years and years for like two decades and then um you know he would have this guy would have um a uh, a timer every 200 meters and the timer the, the guy that was timing his laps messed up and he said he said he was going three seconds faster for every 200 so he's like i feel the same but i'm running faster and so that just difference you know he's been running a 407 for like five years just that different that mental edge of wow i'm running faster today i feel like i have the same output he went even fat he actually went faster the last 800 and then he got a, like a 404 402 so then he, he went back changed all of his training ended up breaking the four minute barrier 358 or something like that after he broke that barrier this is the most interesting part there was like 350 people that broke it in the wow. same year just because of that mental yeah. barrier. They yeah. knew it was mm -hmm. possible. Now it's like a 344 or something yeah. ridiculous. Wow. But it was, you know, it was always 407 because that's as fast as the human body can go. You know, now they're doing, they, they did that two hour marathon. I don't know if you guys heard about yeah. that, but that's yeah. insane. Nope. Yeah, it's insane, but they that. just wanted, they didn't even care if it was an official marathon to break the two hours, but they, they just wanted it to happen just so that mental barrier was broken down, mm -hmm. you know, because if somebody does it, then the next person training, you know, is going to be like, I can, if, if he can do it, I can do it. I'm yeah. the fastest person on the planet. Yeah. Right. I think it technically didn't count, right? No, it didn't count. They knew it wasn't going to count. Right. It wasn't like, oh, we did this and it doesn't count. It count. Right. They just wanted, let's give them any advantage let's conditions yeah let's create the best possible conditions it, possible. exactly but just to say that somebody did it yeah was really the goal which isn't yeah what is it it's like a four four thirty mile for 26 <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy <laughs> try to run that's one crazy. lap around the track <laughs> at that pace i don't i don't even i don't know i think it's it's my, mine's like a 104 103 400 and so that comes to what what mile? It comes to four, 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 15, tw yeah. four twenty. <laughs> That's yeah. one lap, all yeah. out, rolling around on the ground afterwards. But so, yeah, so intensity, intensity. When well, you, at my you, L one, yeah. I learned intensity is the independent variable most commonly associated with favorable adaptations. Mm. So what that means is intensity gets us results um, in a in a short amount of time. Um, do you want to go into adaptations? Yeah. Yeah, physical change. I mean, we, we kind of did with uh, comparing the runner who's yep. super efficient. Mm -hmm. And then the person that's coming in and trying to, you know, moving how a body should move and, and being in these uh, um, positions that they haven't been in since they're maybe even a mm -hmm. toddler. Um, but I think that that's going to create change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody will argue that. Um, yeah. I mean, a couple real life examples of physical adaptations. Um, I had a couple friends join the gym recently and after like well, two, maybe two and a half, three months, they're like, dude, I was dropping weight. I was dropping weight, not dropping weight anymore. What's going on? I was like, all right, well, I mean, it could be a couple things like how's your diet? You know, are you still coming consistently? The whole thing. Um, I was like, you know what? Actually question for you. What's your pant size? 
Like, are you still like using the same belts or what's going on? They're like, um, no, I've actually had to create new notches in my belt. So my belts and pants stay on I'm like, oh, that's weird. So like you haven't necessarily lost weight, but you're now slimmer. Right. Right. So, I mean, physical adaptation, you might stop losing like some of the excess water weight, excess fat, things like that to start. But I mean, you're gaining good weight back. So right. a lot of times people like look at the scale, live by the scale, but it's not always necessarily a true sign of physical adaptation right. is losing weight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're shedding visceral fat and putting on some good muscle, I mean, who could, who wants anything other than that? <laughs> is it true muscle weighs more than fat? Is yeah. That, that's true, right? Both so. weigh a pound. A yeah. I was going to say, I've heard a pound of muscle weighs the same as a pound of fat, so... I don't get it. <laughs> if you're talking about like a volume perspective, I don't know. Like it, I'm, I'm confused. <laughs> They're both one pound. All right. Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> let's keep rolling. The pyramid. Uh, Zach, can you tell us about the pyramid of CrossFit um, methodology? Are we talking about nutrition being on the base. Yeah. 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 Um, so basically, um, almost think of it like um, the base of a pyramid is the foundation. Um, with our foundation nutrition um i mean we can work out three hours a day if you want i mean actually that might be a bad example let's say you work out a regular one hour a day um but you go home and eat a bunch of mcdonald's does that necessarily help you get the goals that you want maybe not you know it's no are you becoming more fit or healthy maybe fit is a is the wrong word because your lungs might improve or yeah, right. whatever but you're not becoming healthier healthy. right yeah um and then from there Metabolic conditioning, metabolic conditioning. Um, so from there, it's just like what we do every day. You know, we hit workouts. The goal is to, like you said, maybe get the lungs better, things like that. We want to have that nice strong base of conditioning before we can expand up into the next one. And I feel like our programming has a lot of conditioning in it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, more so than I think we've ever done. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you got weightlifting, gymnastics, right? And and then sport. Sport at the top. Yep. Gymnastics, then weightlifting. Gymnastics, weightlifting, yeah. then Control sport. of your body and then mm -hmm. control of an external object. Gotcha. So and then that. sport at the top. Yeah. Right. The most so specific. Like, what is that? So, like, what, so that's like... Baseball. Yeah. Okay. Whatever sport you're doing. I also like to think of it as sport. That's when CrossFit comes to a sport. Like once you've, I don't know, mastered all these other things, then, then you can think about... All right, if I split this up into two sets, then it's faster if I do this. And if I do, you know, this and this, like that's when you can start thinking of it as a sport. Yep. Yep. Right. Um, but yeah, so even we're saying nutrition uh, to be the best athlete. Right. It starts with nutrition. It starts with nutrition. Yep. Then you got it. Condition. You know, then well, conditioning. Yeah. And then, yep, gymnastics. So controlling your body. And then weightlifting, lifting external objects. Um, so that is the pyramid. And then you can dominate on the basketball court. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense now. So even if you have a little skill, it, but all those other things are, are stacking up well. I feel like that's how we, <laughs> exactly. how we play. <laughs> yeah, Thursday night, dad, dad's league. A lot of effort out of the two mats over here. <laughs> Not a lot of touch. <laughs> all right. We got uh, scaling. This, uh, let's... Let's uh, let's talk RX, you know. Oh yes, RX. The fabled RX. The fabled mm -hmm. RX. People, because yeah. people see a workout, you know, <laughs> they see a post on Instagram or something or the gram, and they see uh, clean and jerks one thirty five hashtag one thirty five slash RX ninety five RX. 
So uh, can you explain RX, Zach? Um, RX, I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. RX is like the max weight we'd want you to use, essentially. Um, and again, to tie it back to something we talked about before, it's all about stimulus. It's all um, about stimulus. So depending on a day, we could do lower reps, but we want a heavier barbell because that's what we want the stimulus to be. So the RX will be prescribed a little bit heavier, um, which actually, fun fact, that's why it's called RX, because it's like the prescription weight. As prescribed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where compared to one day, maybe we want you to hit more reps of something, more reps of air squats, for example. So obviously it's just an air squat. Body weight changes the stimulus. So RX would be an air squat. Things along those lines. I feel like people get really wrapped up in the RX. People right? love yeah. RX. Yeah. Especially with the app, you want to hit the button. It's right. Like, oh, if yes. I don't do this, then I can hit the RX no. button. Yeah. And I think that we, you know, I think people get too wrapped up with it oh, and yeah. they're like, well, I've, you know, I've got to hit the RX. And so then I think that actually diminishes their stimulus, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's counter. I mean, if they would just scale appropriately, eventually they can hit the RX. Nobody cares about, like, we might joke, but nobody really cares about that leaderboard. No. The daily leaderboard. I mean, come on. Who cares like, about no. local gyms <laughs> daily leaderboard? Yeah. <laughs> nobody cares. Like, the. People care. <laughs> I know, I think people but care. other people I know. don't. Like, yeah, they don't. It's all about stimulus. It's all about stimulus. The yeah. way that I like to look at RX is if it's 135, and this takes uh, maybe some time for a new person, but if you see 135 on the bar, you should know that that generally means, uh, if it's cleaning jerks, moderately heavy. Right. Okay. And so that person should think, all right, moderately heavy for me is 105. Mm-hmm. You know, because my max whatever, is yeah. 165 or whatever. I mean, I don't really, we don't get into percentages much because I think that confuses a lot <coughs> yeah. of people because okay. a lot of people don't know. You know, we don't, we're not doing tests on one rep max every month or but the whatever. Key, the key is but moving safely, safely through the workout and getting the stimulus, right? Because mm-hmm. our whole mission is getting healthier, being, you know, yeah. being, feeling good, right? And so, you know, struggling through 135 clean and jerks when you can do one at a time is not the goal yeah right. exactly all right and the same like you see a 275 pound deadlift right like that looks heavy like it should be heavy for you you don't have to get anywhere near 275 yeah. i think yeah. a lot of people and they see i don't know pictures or videos of people doing crossfit they think i could never do that i hear that all the time at work i could never do crossfit but CrossFit doesn't have to look like a 275-pound deadlift. Right. And it won't for most people, maybe ever. Um, yeah. So sure. I, th- I think that's important. It's really it's really funny. That's a, that's a really good point you bring up because, like, you know, we've been talking to so many people since we've started eviction. And um, that's, like, the number one thing I hear is I'm not in shape to start that. I don't know how you guys do that. I could never do that. Is it some kind of cult? Like, you know, you hear all that stuff. But, like, the thing, like, I even heard the other day. <sighs> I'm not ready to start over there yet. I got to get in better shape. And I'm like, dude, like, what are you talking about? It's crazy. It's the whole reason yeah. to show up. We'll do that. I know. That's, that is so crazy to me. Um, I think actually to kind of tie that into just start to tie things together. Um, when they teach you in the level one, one of the biggest things is mechanics and then consistency and then intensity. Right. So someone comes in out, out, out from the street and they're not going to be doing, like you said, a 200 pound deadlift right off the bat. You want to teach them the mechanics of the deadlift so they learn how to do it safely. Then when you see they can do that consistently, then you start to increase the intensity a bit. And like you said, sometimes it's tough for newcomers to kind of hit the stimulus right away. 
that happens. You know what I mean? Our goal for a newcomer is to get you moving well, get you moving safely. Right. You know, so I mean, you come in the door, teach you how to do it right, teach you how to do it consistently right. And then from there, we're like, all right, guess what? Today's the stimulus of five minutes. Now you have an idea of what we're doing. Let's choose a weight that you could do this many of. Let's hit the stimulus. And the key is get you moving, right? You just, those words are so important. Like yeah. it's just, even if you're coming in and using a, the, the uh, PVC like a pipe. Yeah, PVC pipe, I mean, you're moving. What about when you have an injury? So what, it, um, <clears throat> my father-in-law, he is, he shoots guns. He's like a target. He's like in a league and everything. So his shoulders, he's always has a gun out in front of him, practices a bunch. Um, he comes to the gym. His shoulders have been super tight. I was talking to him mm-hmm. last night. And uh, he's like, what's the workout for tomorrow? I think there was some presses or something in it. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I can go because my shoulder. It's like, well, no, you can, you can always come. You can always, the coach will always be able to find you an appropriate scale. Yep. So it's like we, could, we can sub presses for sit-ups or sit-ups for presses. You, you know, like there's always something. Like you can come to the gym. You know, yeah. I, I like seeing people, you know, I mean, I hate seeing people injured, but when they come and they just move, like if they're rowing or something, you know, they have a shoulder problem and pulling, uh, doesn't feel right. They hop on the bike and don't use their arms. It's fine. Yeah. The, the beautiful thing about CrossFit is that it's for everyone, regardless of age, ability or injury. Um, I spent, I don't know, eight months with a shoulder injury. I didn't stop doing CrossFit. I did a lot of box jumps and sit-ups and biking, but you can still get a great workout in, you know, even with a bum shoulder or, a, you know, her quad or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I would love people to challenge us on scaling, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, come in and say, hey, I have a bad knee, uh, my hip is kind of screwed up and my shoulder <laughs> doesn't feel good. And like we, we can figure yeah. it out. We do yeah. an assessment and see, you know, what your range of motion is yeah. and what doesn't hurt. And then we start from there. But okay. um, with that, um, so you brought up an example of, for example, if your shoulders hurt and like you don't want to go overhead, we can completely change the movement to sit ups, for example. And something else that I even like to do is maybe just change where um, the action's happening. So what I mean by that is if you have a knee injury, for example, squatting bothers your knee. Make it more of a hip-dominant glute exercise. Do like glute bridges. You're still working the same muscle group that you do in a squat, just different area, using the hip instead of the knee, and you can still get the same type of, again, stimulus yeah. without necessarily needing to put as much emphasis on the injury. Right. That's great. All right, moving on. Repeatable, measurable, observable. Benchmark workouts, participating in the open. Here we go. Um, so CrossFit, we, there's, there's what they call benchmark workouts, right? An example being grace. Grace. Yeah. And we've talked about that. Let's, let's stick with that. The beautiful thing about it is, you know, we start a clock, we record our time and we can measure fitness. So, you know, what I see at other, other gym, high, like, like a hit place, it's not very measurable. Right. You know, like, like a boot camp. Yeah, it's not measurable. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's not, uh, it's not all about um, you know racing the clock and sacrificing technique by any means, but it's about measuring your fitness, right? Like, we want to know if we're like if you're in business, you want to measure your performance. You right. want to measure the top line, the bottom line. You know where and the expense your, is going and see your progress and see mm-hmm. the progress. It's right. the same. Your finances, same yep. personal finance, same exact thing. 
with fitness and that's improve what you can't measure yeah exactly so that's why we start the clock that's why we you know we we record our workouts and then we'll do it we we might not do it again for six months um we don't you know repeat workouts very often um but we make them measurable Mm -hmm. and then that's great for people for motivation they see they do that workout again that they did three four months ago and they beat it by five minutes or they crush it. It's like, wow, that, I'm, I am getting better. Like, yeah, for sure. There's no doubt about it. It's not like I have to question, is my, is my body fat turning into muscle? You know, like those questions about the, like the body composition and everything. Like, you don't, that, that you're clearly getting fitter. Yep. Like, there's no doubt about it. And so I think that is, uh, you know, that's why before we um, opened, we were kind of debating are we going to be a CrossFit affiliate or are we just going to be called eviction fitness and CrossFit brought that made fitness measurable in my eyes. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I mean, I it did, yeah. And so it was like, all right, well, I'm not going to steal this philosophy and use it and not be called CrossFit. Yeah. So that was kind of a no brainer. Would we have, you think even more people if we were called eviction fitness, probably we'd probably have maybe. more, maybe. more people. Uh, yeah, maybe who knows, but maybe because uh, uh, probably, I think, because um, people are intimidated by, by it's just the word. I think people mm-hmm. are it really is. intimidated by the word, and there's a lot of not negativity associated with it, but just I think it's scary. People yeah. are scared by it. So that's really the main reason that we did it is because we use the measurable philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, repeatable. Um, cool. Anything else we want to touch on? I got one thing that I'd kind of want to leave on um, a quote that I found that I liked a lot was life is unpredictable so your fitness must prepare you for that right so you're getting chased by a dog down the street who knows how long you're gonna have to run right i mean unless you find like a shortcut or something like that better not be more than a 5k yeah i know really (laughs) (laughs) but i mean a 20 minute amrap right prepares you to potentially exercise for 20 minutes right um for example your friend you're mountain biking and your friend falls down a hole breaks their leg can't get out of the hole you need to potentially pick your friend up and help them out of the hole Right, it's not a long twenty-minute lift, but it's a quick help your friend get up and out. Yeah, and I mean, mm-hmm. so the things we do, like we said, they're functional, but they prepare you for so many things. I'm trying to think of something in the real world where I might just do a bicep curl, other than maybe like drinking a cup of water, <laughs> but that's roughly yeah. twelve ounces. So that's it. A lot of people say about the snatch too, like how is the snatch functional? But it's like, hey, can you help me lift my kayak on top of my car? That's a snatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jump it up. It's Try. it's it's all functional. I mean, picking yeah. your kids up, um, picking your dog up. I mean, yeah. any, any anything Pressing in your life. Suitcase into the overhead bin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, all that stuff. It's all functional movement that you can use in your everyday life. Yeah, and we want you to use it outside of the gym. Right. We don't want people to be working out three hours a day in the gym. You know, like use that fitness that you're gaining in that hour outside. Use it outside of the gym. Play with your family. Go for a hike. You know, two things. Dominate dad basketball on Thursdays. <laughs> Dominate, yep. yeah. For Pyramid sure. ends with sport, so you might as well use it when you start exercising, right? Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't use it, you lose it, I think is the saying. I believe I've heard that. <laughs> as to how true that. it is, I'm uh-huh. still finding out. All right, that's all I got. It's a wrap. Thanks, guys.